Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. me home you guys talk all the time about helping people this might actually be the first time in your life you can by what killing people yes we interrupt this regularly scheduled podcast series to bring you a Special one-off watch and review of Velocipaster. Is that what it's called? The Velocipaster. The Velocipaster. What year did this come out, guys? 2015. 18. Fuck. I was way off. This is all thanks to Kiera, who um, is a big supporter of ours and keeps trying to get us to watch this movie. I believe Kiera is the same person who introduced us to Kung Fu Yoga. Which Could was well be. the Jackie Chan film that we both thoroughly enjoyed. Yep. This is a breezy 75 minutes. Uh, the clue is in the title. Very much a film that you can immediately see. What do come we up, love? Come up, with a con- come up with a title and work backwards. We love portmanteaus. Yeah. We love high concept. We love the notion of dinosaurs fusing with religious figures. Mm. And this film delivered on... All three of those components. That's right. This film uh, actually, it's it's in, uh, initially was a trailer created yes. by the creator Brendan Steer for a 2011 film school project, uh, and the trailer went viral. And then years down the line, on a budget of thirty five thousand US dollars, that is essentially nothing. The seventy five minute version of Veloc- the Velocipaster was made, and it's a movie that is. To its credit, they really made something here. Uh, there were a few big laughs throughout it, but I found it... It was like there's a competition we've spoken about on the podcast before called the 48-Hour Film Festival, which is where teams are given genres, lines, props, and characters that they have to incorporate into a short film, and they've got 48 hours to create the entire thing. And the genre. You get given your genre. I said genres. Oh, I'm sorry. I led with genres. Hey, Guy. Yeah. I apologize for not listening. That's Okay. Just found a hair in my mouth. I did see you pluck something out of your tongue. What were, uh, it was a hair. Do you think it was a hair belonging to you? or Really hard to say. I've got Rufus on my lap, by the way, Tim. Yeah, beautiful, sleepy and little Rufus dog. Rufus has lick, licked his paws with such ferocity that he's mm. actually also licked part of my jeans wet. He does that. 
It's, it's, That's very cat-like. He's a cat-like dog. He's just he's been sitting on my lap the entire film. Now he's sitting with you on the couch. He's actually very cute. I'm doing that thing where you find something so cute, yeah. you grit your teeth and you want to go. <laughs> I was just at, at the weekend visiting a friend who's got a three-month-old with my wife Zoe, and Zoe was talking about that concept of just wanting to like <laughs> squeeze a baby too hard because it's so cute. That is exactly what happens. Um, do you want to do that to Rufus's stupid little sort of. head? Sometimes you're just near something that is so cute. I I like start clenching all of my body. And he's I go, a cute oh, dog, yeah. right? Yeah, I know yeah. he's a fucking pain in the ass when people first come in because he's a mini schnauzer and that's his way. He he yaps his ass off. He loves to yap, but he's getting better at it. And when he's not yapping his ass off, he's a very cute dog. He's not unlike his papa. Yeah. He loves to yap. I fucking will go you yeah. in the first five to ten when you step in the door. Undoubtedly. But it's then I'll before. warm up to you and we'll have a good time and I'll fall asleep on your lap. So this movie has all the hallmarks of a 48-hour film in that it has a very fun, dumb premise that they uh, sort of explore. The production values are questionable. occasionally and kind of worn on its sleeve yeah, as well. Uh, occasionally brilliant. Mm. But I I struggled. I was very excited by the premise. Everything about it showed a lot of promise, and I had a lot of trouble staying with it for the entirety of it because I felt like tonally it kind of l- lurches from place to place, and like some sometimes it knew exactly the sort of jokes it, it wanted to be making or should be making, and then other times I was just like, just fucking pick a lane, get yeah, in it, and yeah. commit. It was tricky, yeah, because. The disappointing thing about this film, and it's not a disappointing film overall, especially hearing they made it for thirty-five grand. That's yeah, fucking it's almost crazy. impossible to lodge com- genuine complaints about it. Yeah. Seventy-five minutes. The but, premise is a priest who is also a velociraptor. It's like the Hulk kind of. There's a few. Yes, that's a great analogy. Um, there's a few things that like happen out the gate where you really get set up for a fucking like genius a comedy yeah. film. The look of it is great. They've got this kind of. Yellow sepia seventies. Do you know to how it. they did that? The f- it's just color grading, right? After filming and before developing, the film was put in an oven and baked at two hundred degrees Fahrenheit for ten minutes to achieve the aged old look. So they they shot it on film. Most of the scratches on the film were achieved manually by Brendan Steer, dragging the unprocessed film along the services along services in his bathroom. Holy shit! For it was the only room in his apartment with no windows and therefore dark enough to not expose the raw film. Oh my. <laughs> psycho yeah that's awesome yeah that's really cool so like probably the strongest gag in the entire film happens in the first two minutes and it's when the titular uh pastor sees the death of his parents and it's cross-cutting between him looking on at them getting into a car and then what is supposed to be the car exploding in a ball of flame. (laughs) But it's just got a placeholder title over where the car would be saying VFX go here. Is that what VFX and car on fire? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And they go to that twice and you think, this movie knows exactly what it is and what it's doing. And it really... That's fucking funny, man. It's brilliant. But it sets you up with such supreme confidence that I feel like other times when it tries harder to be... A higher budget version of itself yeah. is when it's found wanting. Like also, it's so hard to make a film and get the whole way through and not fall into that hole of taking yourself too seriously. Yeah, that, like there's a romance line that, and there's a semi earnest sex scene in it, and it's just like, nah, this just, is about a fucking man of the cloth yeah. that turns into a dino. That, guys. They, 
and they don't have the production value. Like, you know, they dance around that as well. You see, for a long time, you don't see the monster. And so you're sort of convinced of its merits. And then eventually at the end in the big final fight scene, <laughs> they show the monster in its entirety. And it's just someone in a very hokey dinosaur costume. It's so but, and it's kind of, but again, the way they shoot it, it's like trapped between trying to capture a, an honest fight and then trying to capture how goofy it looks. Yeah. It's like you need to pick a side and stick to it. Yeah. And then, I mean, but there were other, like, some of the other big laughs for mine were, um, at one point, a character, there's a Vietnam War flashback, <laughs> inexplicit, like, inexplicably. Get, it's so hard to figure out how old the characters yeah. are as well, because uh, of that. And there's a, someone, uh, someone explodes by standing on a mine, yeah. and one of the soldiers watching her goes, I don't think we can save her. <laughs> After she's, like, she's too far liquefied gone. <laughs> yeah. from the landmine. Uh, there's another great scene where the the romance interest, the pastor and the woman who Carol and Carol are talking to each other, and they're sort of like confessing their fears about their newfound plan, which is to channel his dinosaur powers into fighting crime. And she says, "I don't know anything about the Bible," and he says, "I don't know anything about dinosaurs." <laughs> yeah. And again, that's like that's on the money. There's a bit at the end when they're worried that she is going to die from wounds sustained in battle, and a doctor comes in and says. She's okay. You're good to see her now. And he goes and goes, are you okay? She goes, I'm fine. And then makes him lean really far in. For, it looks like she's going to say she's pregnant or something. And then she just whispers again, I'm fine. And then they have a really great graphics guy come up on the screen, which says, she's fine. <laughs> and there are all these little moments like yeah. that, which suggest that like, he's a, he, the filmmaker is capable of some big yeah. fucking laughs. And like, so, like they're sort of self-referential and they're contained within the fun of the genre flick. But then yeah. all of the stuff around it, it it's too earnest. Hey, kind of like this fucking review of a movie. It's a bit of fun. Yeah. 35 grand. How long do you reckon it took them to shoot? A week in a forest. <laughs> they have one place this, they filmed it. Yeah, this location, man. They get their money's worth out of some forest they found. It is China. It is Vietnam. It is Pennsylvania, I think. No, I, I well, the movie was first released. I actually don't know where it was filmed, but it was first released in Portland, Oregon. I feel like this was all made in Portland. Uh, well, did, I know did, that the post got done in Latvia. See that in the credits. R- fucking love the to edi- hear The editing. You love to hear that. Yeah. This, uh, honestly, it, it looked like it would have been a lot of fun to make. They would have had a lot of fun on set. It essentially felt like a sort of community theatres, like a small town community theatres summer project. They mm. all got together and they were like, we'll make a movie about this. The the lead, who plays Carol, sorry, I've forgotten her real name. Um, I'll get it up for you. Once you look it up. She's fucking good. She's a good actor. I bought her performance, and the guy that they found to be the the part—I've forgotten his name as well—the pastor and the um, the velocipastor. He is Greg uh, Cohen, pretty good, but his look is fantastic. He kind of looks—he's he's like buff, super classically handsome, chiseled yeah. chin, um, and he looks like he would be a good lead in Book of Mormon. You know, he does look like he'd be a good lead in the Book of Mormon. Clean cut, uh, all American hero. From what I can tell, uh, is it Alyssa something? Alicia, maybe. Yeah, it's Alyssa Kemp- Kempinski, and uh, this would be close to her only. No, there's there's, there's 36 entries on IMDb, uh-huh. but the only one I can really recognise is uh, she was in an episode of that HBO series, The Deuce, which I never watched, but they made anyway. Mm-hmm. Do they make that in spite of you telling them not to? I didn't tell them not to. I just didn't tune in. Oh, okay. Didn't seem to have any impact on them. Right. 
And then that lead. How does that make you feel? Well, I got to respect it. If everything waited for my sign off, we wouldn't have a lot of the stuff we have today. We wouldn't have a lot of the houses people are living in. We wouldn't have a lot of the cards, a lot of the people, a lot of the meals. I mean, there you are sign s- off on a, on a few of the meals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mostly involved with them. I would say twenty percent of the meals I sign off, I'm involved with. Eighty yeah. percent of the meals I sign off. It's just paperwork. It comes across my desk. It's nothing to do with me at the end of the day. But right, people are going to. Do you have to rub a stamp it or anything, or it just kind of like comes and goes off? Sort of. I thing? I shouldn't be saying this. Sometimes I don't even read what's being submitted. I but just you say, do. I, I stamp it. I go. Yeah. Yeah. Signing off on this. Did, has that ever gone dastardly? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Absolutely. What, what's the worst like meal that you've approved? Accidentally? Uh, someone ate someone else's grandparents. Yeah. There was a huge bureaucratic mistake in the office adjacent to mine. Yeah. And um. Yeah, long it's st- a way more full-on mistake than I was expecting I in sort of the culinary world. Yeah, and I have not taken responsibility for that. Yeah, and no, I mean no one has. Did you the way that you word that, it? It feels that like the problem lives is and dies in my office. That, the, the way that you phrase that makes it seem like the issue is the person didn't eat their own grandparents, and that that's no, what's supposed no, to happen. No, no, no one was meant to be eating any grandparents. Right. That, that's what I in an I ideal think world. Too. To yeah, I'm I'm against it. Yeah. Controversially, I'd agree with you as wow. well. I think we're both on uh, the same side on that It's what happens if you get bogged down in the muck and the mire of bureaucracy and you're caught rubber stamping 80% of the meals that you're not actually eating. Mm. Occasionally, some someone's going to eat someone else's through. grandparents. Mm. Sorry. Mm. Didn't realize that was a crime. Hey, how's your week been? Uh, what is it? I mean, we're recording on a Tuesday, so yeah. it's been pretty short. I did a lot of administrative tasks yesterday. I am nursing... A toe injury that is no longer as painful as it was, but literally refuses to heal properly. So I'm going to a doctor after this. There's a lot of toe injuries at the moment. Who else has got a bad toe? Man, I was talking to someone last night who's got a bad. Oh, Where wait, was it you? you last night? I can't remember. What the fuck are you doing talking to people mm. when I'm not. Monday. Who the fuck? Oh, did we stop recording? I think we're good. I can't even remember where I was last night. I was at home. This doesn't make any sense. I, I can smell Maybe Rufus's was, tongue on my jeans now. That's weird. Maybe I was talking to you about your infected toe. Uh, Zoe's had a bad toe. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. There's a few toes going around. But I thought I there was a third person, but I think never, it was just you twice. Never trust a doctor with a faulty toe. Do you reckon? Like yeah. a skinny chef. Uh, yeah. But what if the chef is just like working out or whatever? I mean, yeah, I, I think it's 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 a dated concept. That's why I'm. Do you reckon get chefs m- get paid enough? I don't know how much work they do. I mean, I'm getting paid a pretty significant chunk of change to rubber stamp a lot of these meals. So I'd hope they're getting at least That's supposed what to I'm be, getting, if not more. The buck stops with you, in theory, but it actually doesn't. No, no. Apparently, that saying doesn't mean what we think it does. The buck stops here. Yeah, yeah. The, well, I the can't remember what the actual meaning is, but like the meaning of it's changed a lot since when it was originally thought up. I think it might have been FDR who came up with it. Really? Maybe. How do you think brass tacks is spelt? Let's get down to brass tacks. I always thought it was the wrong. I thought it was T-A-X. Yeah. Always. For my entire life. But it isn't. It's T-A-C-T-S. No, it's T-A-C-K-S. Like tax, like drawing pins. I thought it was. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's Brass tacks. Yeah, yeah. I just misspelled the, like Tech, a pen, like yeah, a drawing pen. You were spelling tax like... Um, to be tact. Yeah, like wi- wiles or... To not act, wiles. act with tact. Yeah. It's not wiles. To act yeah. with tact is sort of a... Uh, to, to sensitivity. 
definitely a within yeah. a situation. Yeah, but if you've got your wiles about you, you, I guess Wiley is more cunning. But I was imagining words are fun, aren't they? They really are. I love them. A lot of fun to be had with words. I think. What was your do you, like of the whole film? Uh huh. Let's do it the opposite. What was your least favorite bit? I think we've given the film a bit of credit and kudos. We go up and down. I I just. Uh, I, the the bits that we've outlined, there was one other bit I really enjoyed, which was when uh, the Velocipaster amputates the sort of main enemy's head. And it's like very poorly done in that it's like obviously a mannequin's head yeah, that's yeah. been dressed up to look vaguely like the person <laughs> that has just been slain. And he sort of holds it up and his face is splattered in blood and he's like screaming and then the freeze frame on it and some quite soothing music comes up and there's a quote. This is like to atta- to attain peace first we must eradicate violence or something, and it accredits it to Gandhi. And I was like, this is really funny, and it feels like the credits going to roll, but then they don't. But all of the moments that I enjoyed have now been outlined, and the thing that I didn't enjoy were the seventy minutes around it, where it was just like, <laughs> that's rough. I know I'm being so you're being so critical, needlessly critical. It's just that I was really excited. Yeah, you weren't. I feel like you never quite got into the driver's Did seat you? of this film. Yeah, I really, you know, I was trying to bash in there and, and, and ride saddle with this film. Side and you saddle. did? Yeah, I think I did. I think I did. I didn't love all of it, but it was good. What was your least good, favorite Um It's all of this stuff about, like, the development of the romantic relationship. I just, all that stuff really fucks me can off we, in a quality yeah. comedy film. Can we troubleshoot this movie? Because do you hey, know, it's kind of yeah. Do you know do that. what went wrong mm. was that no Tim and Guy. Well, for a start, but then the Velocipaster. It's like if you've got this incredible premise, which is a yeah. pastor who has wrapped it. Like, let's see them. At their fucking, let's see them delivering a sermon and wrestling with their fucking you know metamorphosis in front of their congregation. That would be fun. Let's literally let's cross cut the night before him like eating yeah drug dealers and let's, pimps. Let's get a list of all the things that you want to see from a dinosaur, yep. all the things that you see a pastor do, and let's like marry them to each other this is instead, the of having these, method of instead of having these making. two things and then being like, we're not going to really deal with either of them. The whole movie's about a drug ring. You're so right, man. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's like, the, uh, do sell me what it says on the tin. Yeah, because this is how you, quite, like, without getting too inside baseball, but this is often how you build a joke. You go... I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. What's the thing that can connect the two? Mm. And they didn't do that in this movie, which is why the comedy didn't quite work. So what is the, what is the similarity between a velociraptor and a pastor? Well, it's like just it, yeah, it's just what is the? I reckon what I want to see is is like a bunch of baby or just smaller velociraptors like listening to a sermon by the end of it. So like the velociraptor has become a pastor, but a dinosaur version of it. And he's like giving a Velociraptor sermon to a whole bunch of dinosaurs. You want to see more dinosaurs than the one? Uh, how are, well, how are I more just Velociraptors going to like? I just want to. I don't know the wherefores and the hows yet, but what I want to see is the Velociraptor becoming a. So I want to see the journey of the pastor becoming the inhuman monster Velociraptor, but then that Velociraptor kind of Bruce Bannering up a little bit, gaining control and a little bit of sentience and emotionality. And being able to give sermons as a velociraptor. So the monster matures. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I quite like, I mean, yeah, because the monster just I remained a monster the whole time. I would see, I wanted to see, like, I wanted to see the pastor in congregation as a well-respected member of the community. I wanted to see the pastor like ingrained in the broader community. This pastor is a loner. They lose their parents. I understand that. But they've got budget. They've got no friends. Yeah. So I wanted to see the pastor in front of, you know, the congregation metamorphosized and people being outraged and disgusted and yeah. then the community learning to love and accept the difference within the pastor and being fun. like, oh, wow. Do you know what? This is okay. Being yeah. different is okay. And you could have a lot of laughs and a lot of fun in there, but I just... I like the town getting on board with the Velociraptor. Uh, yeah. And then it's like the town and the Velociraptor versus the world. But it's just... Instead, it was just a pastor who becomes a dinosaur and then kind of abandons his post and deals with, like, a criminal underworld or a side plot, which is not tethered to what we're invested in. I really liked the pimp. So Carol is a sex worker in this film, and her uh, she has a pimp, and I don't know who the guy is who played him, but I thought he was fucking hilarious. There's a probably actually my favorite scene is him in the confessional booth, just like he's just such a good like character, and he had such a great voice. Yeah, um, the, the pimp Ruger is comedy called, style um, to listing all of the things he was in confession for. It's like, ah, Jesus Christ! I don't know. I uh, stole Frankie. candy, stole candy from a baby. I uh, threw the baby off a bridge. I, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Where do I begin? Uh, I killed a guy yesterday. Yeah, his name was uh, Frankie Mermaid, and he's smoking cigarettes the entire time he's in the confessional yeah. booth. Yeah, and he says, "You uh, you can't smoke in here." And the Frankie Mermaid says. Frankie Mermaid can smoke wherever he goes because his life is on fire. <laughs> it's fun. That's fun. That's yeah. the kind of confidence you need from the whole movie. And actually, at one point in this movie, I paused it and I said, Guy, I want to show you what this film should be. And I showed you the trailer for Kung Fury. 
Yeah. Which was a phenomenal piece of filmmaking. If you haven't seen Kung Fury, I'm pretty sure it's freely available on YouTube. It might have actually got sold to Netflix later. 31 minutes long. It's so cool. It's Mm. like the ultimate genre piece of this guy who I think might have... He like the star of it is also the guy who wrote it and directed it and produced it, and I think he might have done some of the M- M- animation. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ, the animation as well, and it's like it's so brilliant. A time traveling New York cop who travels from the eighties after he gets his badge taken off him for I think going too hard out on the gangs, um, accidentally travels too far back in time to when the he's Viking- trying to defeat Hitler. Um, ends up in a Viking age, befriends uh, an, um, uh, a demigod. Who's the, yeah, who's the Norse version the, of Zeus? I don't know. I can't remember, but like that guy. Yeah. That he look, rides a dinosaur. Do you called- know, the trailer looked amazing. And what it, I'm sure the trailer for this is actually fantastic as well. Mm. Is uh, it's it, it just comes down to confidence. It's like, it's just, and this is this is true across so many parts of life. It's true. I often think when I'm watching comedy, it's like the the, the difference between someone who's starting being good and then being good is just like the, they emanate self belief. Yeah, and the this, material doesn't necessarily change not at that all. much. Think about like the most some of the most successful comedians in the world. Their material is balls. Yeah, they don't have to write good material anymore. But like they're just so sure of themselves. Yeah, and the audience have also like developed the supreme faith in them that they almost exist above like a strata above normal criticism or fears. And what happened with this movie was it like it started confident. It was like here's a VFX gag. Here's people dying. Here's everything you need to know. Also, very Tim and Guy going keep it up. Very this funny rules. thing after the after the death of the parents and the VFX gag. The camera's on uh, the pastor who's crying, and it kind of like zooms in on him, and then mo- zooms past him onto like the wall of the church, and then for about fifteen seconds, just starts like shakily moving yeah. across all these different parts, and it's like they've just deliberately left in this awful functionless camera work that and was fucking you're funny like, this is gonna be great yeah. and then it sort of it sort of loses its way but it's just co- it's a confidence game it everything comes down to confidence straight out the gate two solid gangs gags on filmmaking itself yeah it's like here are some jokes at the expense of traditional filmmaking yeah and I just like if they had to just run with that the whole time it would have been so. Also, I good. mean, I love the I love the length. I love that a movie yeah. can be seventy five minutes. Hey, but Kang Fury, thirty one minutes. Great lo- film. Like you know, I I think if you trim the fat and you just got down, like if you just mm. had the guy becoming the Velocipasta, yeah, killing a few people, the movie finishing. This is the thing, right? It's always it's it's hard to go. You, I wouldn't say it's easy to come up with a good idea, but it is possible. It's very possible to come up with a good idea. It's very possible to come up with a funny title. It is harder to sustain uh, a good 90 minutes of comedy. But and you I don't mean, have to these days. This motherfucker made something. They went out there. They did it. We're on our asses yeah, talking about it. Absolutely. This is not the sort of film that we are in a position to criticize. Nah. Because this is literally, if we put our heads together, what we would create. Compare this film's budget. I actually would love to do the math on this to Sex in the City 2. Well, what's like 10 How, million was, minus 35,000? What was the budget of Sex in the City 2? I'm looking it up. Don't. We can't both be on our phones at once. My God. I'm just sending an email. I'm just sending an email. (laughs) Well, don't do that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Was it 100 million? That's what it says here. 
$100 million. Was it actually? Holy shit. Does that shit. ring any bells? Yeah, the box office was almost 300 so that might be true. Fuck. That, that sounds exactly right. All right, so I'm going to pull up a calculator. So I think the way we work this out, what did we say it was? The budget, 35 grand? Yeah. 35,000 <laughs> divided by uh, 100, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, equals times 100. What have I just figured out? I think it is. I think this, yeah, that, that, that's right. This film, the budget is 0.035% of Sex and the City 2's budget. And you so know this what? Is like, We've watched both of them. This is a morning's shooting on Sex and the City. This would be, okay, let's do this. This is fun. How many days? 40? 40 days? For I this? think that's, re- no, no, no. For um, Sex and the City yeah, 2. Yeah. That's reasonable, right? Probably 40 days. Yeah. So what what is what is uh so we go that times How do you divide 40, forty by a hundred million? This would be one and a half days. Oh no, one one and a half hours? Fuck, I, I've I've lost the three. I honestly think this is like this is a morning on You Sex shouldn't and do City. math on a podcast. And if anyway. you look at the constituent parts, Brendan Steer and the Velocipasta team have created something that is infinitely like literally incalcul incalcul incalculable Incalculably? Just move on. Pick a different word. In- I'm not going to jump in that mire with Fuck, you. Fuck, yes you are. Incalculably. I can't do it. <laughs> it's a good one, no. Incalculably, incalculably better. More worthwhile. New podcast. Tim and Guy try to pursue the word. Can you? How do you say, what's the second month of the year? February. Where do you uh, get a book from? Library. These are challenging words. Are they? I just dropped the first R in February because it's and like, you did it in, fuck you. And what did you do? So where do you get rent? Because it's supposed to be feb- February, right? February. No one says that. You just sound like a fucking idiot. What uh, What country? Uh, what? Libya. No. Or George W. Bush. Libya. <laughs> Libya. Libya. Is that what he said? I don't know. Yeah, fucking. Sounds like something you would. What were you going to uh, have me with I was going to do Ireland. Oh, yeah, I do say Ireland. And what do you say for like... Uh, you can get a lot of it from steak and stuff. If you have a, def- you can have iron? a deficiency. Yeah, how do you say it? Iron. And what about ir- ir- irony? Irony. Say all of them consecutively. Ireland, iron, irony. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, that is really crisp pronunciation. You dig it? Yeah, I fucking. Why aren't I getting more voice work slash any voice work? Oh, except <sighs> for fucking big talk burgers. Fuck. Hey, check that out. If you want to see a fucking passion Dude, project done right. Holy shit. Guy and I got shoulder tapped to to just be involved in this animated series. And uh, it took us all of like a half day. During lockdown. To, to just it took, throw some It took me all out. of like 15 minutes on a call with this guy. And then, and then, and then like Ian a Worthington. month later, Ian is just produce single-handedly these incredible cartoons with our voices in them and it's mm. like honestly hand on heart probably the coolest fucking thing i've ever been involved in if you want to so awesome you want to find ian on twitter worthy kids worthy kids w-r-t-h-i kids and uh the show big top burgers if you look it up on oh youtube oh my god did that stop recording you can have a lot of fun no you can have I a lot of laughs okay. This is dicey, this recording. I've got thing, a backup. Huh? That one's recording too, so we're good. Don't worry oh, about it. Good on you, Don't man. Worry about the thing. Um, All right. Velocipasta, well, pitch yeah. me the sequel. Go. Okay, here we go. Velocipasta 2. Hmm. 
Remembering that the lead left the church at the end of the film. I do understand that. He started smoking and gained a leather jacket. Carol and he board a plane for a little nation you may have heard of called Japan. Now, hey, wait a minute. Why were they fighting ninjas in China? They were fighting them in America. Ah, uh, he was in China. That's got where the tooth. That's where he got suddenly had his yeah. gift. Okay. Okay, Velocipasta 2, I think it is a Hulk story of him taming the Velociraptor inside of him. Um, Funny highlights include the Velociraptor in a bespoke therapy session where there's all these safety measures put up, like metal bars and electrified caging and stuff, with a Sigmund Freud-looking, like super Sigmund Freud-looking psychoanalyst. Um, What else have we got? A baby, okay? Carol and he uh, have sexual congress that, see, that's, okay, this is and sire a child. The child is one-third Velociraptor, but doesn't transform at all, just perpetually is. Oh, You ever seen the Super Mario Bros movie? No. Well, that. Should we? <laughs> should I? We absolutely should. I think it might be the first movie I ever saw it on the big screen. Wow. Yeah. Isn't it a disaster? Unspeakably bad. <laughs> Crazy. It's the largest video game franchise that's ever happened, and the movie sucks so much dog shit that it's, like, unbelievable. Unbelievable the decisions they made. They try to marry, like, the real world with the Super Mario Can we concept. watch the trailer after this? Uh, absolutely. I'm going by memory here, but the premise is... There were, there's like a set of humans living among us who are villains because they evolved from dinosaurs, unlike us who evolved from apes. Oh, wow. And they're like the King Cooper, um, or Bowser rather, um, lineage. It's fucked, man. The whole thing's super fucked. Why? You've read that book, Sapiens. Mm-hmm. And there were several different like iterations of what people could become. Yeah. But we, homo sapiens. Yeah. Why Why did that happen? Why did, it, why did homo sapiens, I don't want to say triumph, but like why did well, we... We did triumph evolutionarily. Yeah. Why? Uh, it was a combination of, well, probably three things. A, we fought. Yeah. And so whoever was the toughest won out. Did everyone fight? But, I imagine so. But well, you know, at some point you throw down if you're being attacked. Uh, B, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of, like, um, cross-breeding going on. So, like, you know how people say you can get tested for, like, your Neanderthal yeah. composition and your DNA? That. Uh, and and C, there were just some... Um, I don't know what the terminology is. Species of humans? Like, kind of species of what our forebears that were not well-suited to, for, to survive whatever the environment threw at them. So, like, pygmy... Humans mm. were around. There were a few different subspecies. I don't know. <laughs> Breeds? Yeah. Breeds of humans who yeah. were rocking around like that, and they just couldn't cope as well mm. as the others. This is the same story as anything else in evolution, you know? We, do we, did we have to fundamentally sort of assert ourselves over the... Like, if we trace back our origins, were we at some point like particularly bad? Or if you, you know? listen to Joe Rogan, <laughs> okay, which I the, don't. No, he, I can't remember. Huge who. shout out to the JRE. None, no, 
Absolutely not. I rescind that on Guy's behalf. He's rubber stamping without looking into things. <laughs> Don't look into it. Um, why is he? Why is he a problem now? He's, oh, he's just a meathead. He's yeah. always been a meathead, quasi intellectual meathead. Look, he's got a he's got a favorite theory of his, and I can't remember who the person is who he, who he like got it off, but who's been on the show a few times. Stoned ape theory, and that it was literally like a cognitive change that happened when our forebears started hoeing into psychedelic mushrooms and psilocybin gave them the creativity to start doing this other shit which eventually led to things like language and adaptable survival is he, skills is, is, is Joe Rogan Alex Jones light? No I wouldn't go that far I wouldn't go that far I think that's an unfair um, okay. brush to tarnish him with as someone who's listened to a lot of Alex Jones yeah. <laughs> for fun previously in life, like before Alex ago. Jones became what he is now. Yeah. I used to listen to him heaps, man. Yeah, you used to study him as a broadcaster, He was right? the world's greatest entertainer. Mm. And then it all went awry. It all went awry because he started fucking painting his, his uh, what is it called? New Colors to the Flag? Paint New Colors to the... I'm mixing idioms now. Um, What else happens in Velocipasta 2? I reckon... Well, I reckon it's shorter. It's a 45-minute film. I reckon there's less pop punk in it. Here's here's my pitch. Yeah, I would love to hear this. He's left the church, but he's not finished with the notion of higher consciousness or organized religion and joins Scientology, elevates through the ranks for reasons unbeknownst to himself. Is and it infiltration or does he buy in? He sort of buys in. They make it to LA. He sort of gets a di- Dianetics, is that what it's called? He yeah. goes and says, oh, I'll get the testing done. He gets the testing done because of like, because he sort of doesn't have a, a grasp on what it is and because there's some sort of like uh, interspecial or other energy coursing through him. He tests off the charts and the entry position he's afforded in this Church of Scientology <laughs> is really high. This. And all of a sudden starts like ascending the ranks because he's got this ruthless streak that they've never seen before since yeah. L. Ron. And they're like, wow, this guy is tad for stardom. Makes it to pretty near at least the front-facing part of the church. Is Above like in or below Tom Cruise? Maybe that's uh, the conflict. I mean, that's a pretty yeah, good conflict. It would be amazing if we could get Tom Cruise. Yeah. But certainly adjacent to Tom Should Cruise. Should we get Evan? Tom Cruise look a lot yeah, yeah. And uh, sort of like starts being this really active, forward-facing member of the Church of Scientology, but behind the scenes is like cutting up people like in corridors and like is still does not have that velociraptor part of himself under control. And it's sort of this... This marriage, it's just like, it's this, there's this great conflict of interest as the Velocipastor like furthers the cause, like furthers the beliefs and like recruits new people to Scientology while also taking apart like a lot of the operational people within it at a reasonably high level. And it's sort of this ongoing conflict and eventually I think totally destroys the infrastructure that the Church of Scientology has and supplants it with like people who praise the notion of the Velocipastor. And so essentially forms a new organized religion within the shell of Scientology. Your one is so good. <laughs> I fucking love it. It works as a comedy premise. It works as a great metaphor. Uh, it's, it's just the right amount of silly and juicy. It's like Mark Zuckerberg on an electric <laughs> surfboard 
with his face painted like the fucking jokers from fucking, uh, what is it adam uh adam uh who was batman back in the day adam west adam west, adam batman, west. joker on a surfboard fucking juicy bun massive motherfucker. silicon implants poking out the back end of his fucking rip curl board shorts are we allowed to talk about mark zuckerberg's buns Big juicy buns because there was so much going on in that picture that it's hard to zone in on any one aspect. He's got Crocs on his hands. (laughs) Someone pointed that out to me after I put the photo on Twitter. I was like, look at this fucking goofy motherfucker. I didn't even realize he was wearing a hoodie because I was looking at his goddamn white painted face. And then someone (laughs) just wrote below it, Crocs on hands. (laughs) I didn't even see that. I honestly, I mean, I don't like Zuckerberg as a rule, but. I admire every decision that he's made for himself in that photograph. I'm like, dude, you have no further to fall. Literally embrace anything that occurs to you. This like, this is an instance of Zuckerberg creating a public good. There's no yeah. net negative yes, from no, what is happening in that photo. No one's hurt. It's just like, Except it's, a, it's a genuine gift. It's if, quite selfless in a way, yeah. isn't it? What he's given the world. <laughs> Absolutely. And we fucking needed it right now. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Mark. But this this feels like Killioneer territory to me, actually. Well, it's an entirely different kettle of fish. Yep. It's a plug for our other podcasts, which you can catch also on Patreon. So, Kira, thank you so much for um, driving this. Yeah, with for such inspiring our morning and conversation. And we'll catch everybody in the next episode of whatever the fuck it is we're making. That's right. Worst idea forever and ever. Worst for- idea of all time. For all time. Pretty good. That's a t shirt. <laughs> That's insane, Doug. God does not want people dead. Oh, I think God wants a lot of people. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow-up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. 
Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.